0: When I go into preparing messages, it's uh, time for me to like dive into God's word and and try to figure out, okay, God, what is it that you're wanting? What is it that you're saying? And then how do we apply that to our lives? Type thing, and then uh, try to pray over it, and and because it's all dependent on His Spirit. Uh, I have a message that I had prepared for today, um, but I'm also trying to be sensitive to, I keep talking about being in step with the Spirit, uh, and I'm being led a different way. So uh, we're going to talk, maybe it's just because it's Valentine's Day, this is on my heart, but um, it's something that I've been stewing on anyways, and so we're just going to go with it, and hopefully uh, if, uh, if there's something that resonates with you, then that's from God. Uh, and if if not, then I've completely missed the mark type thing. Um, love, right Today's the day that we focus on love, all right the hallmark the hallmark holiday of you know getting your uh, chocolates and roses and all that kind of stuff and, and all the frilly stuff that comes with it. Love is a weird emotion, really when you stop and think about it uh, and Love makes us do a lot of crazy things, all right? And and I'm talking, I know that there's the I love uh, barbecue, I love this. I'm talking about the, like, emotional love that we have, like when when that one person catches our eye type thing, that love that drives us, really. I mean, if if we really want to boil it all down to what drives us to do a lot of stuff that we do, a lot of times it's all love. It's love that's driving us to to uh get that acceptance right that our hearts desire there's this this hole within us that God is that that is there because of sin and we we feel the separation and so everything that we're doing is striving for that love and 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 when we get a part of this love right it makes us really do some crazy things i I was kind of looking up back there uh, proverbs 30 uh, 18 through 19. It says there are three things that amaze me. No, four. All right, it's kind of like a three. And then he's like, No, wait a minute. There's another one uh, that I don't understand: how an eagle glides through the sky, how a snake slithers on a rock, and how a ship navigates the ocean. And then this is the one I that I love because if if you really get it, you understand it: how a man loves a woman. What are you saying there? What, it's there's this there's this part that. Love makes us do a lot of crazy and sometimes stupid things, right? We don't think straight. We don't do things right. We we just completely reason just goes completely out the window type thing because you're so infatuated with this one person and you do everything that you can to just like to to pursue them and woo them and, and to draw them closer to recognize you. And, 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 and even in that, you're looking towards that person to try to satisfy that longing that we have. God has created us emotional beings, and one of the emotions that he's given us in his image is love. So so what is it, this, this emotion of love? What is it that, like, how, how do we bring that peace about in our lives? And I think about Jesus. And when uh, he has just been uh, crucified, and he's risen from the dead, and he's having breakfast with his disciples. In and, and John 21, and he talks to Peter. He says, Peter. And, and Peter had just denied him three times, right? said, I don't know this guy. And, and, and Jesus comes alongside him and says, hey, do you love me? And Peter says, yeah, of course I do, type thing. And he says, well, then feed my sheep, right? And he does this three times. And I think sometimes in my own walk, especially in the times that maybe I'm not walking the way I should with God and I'm being disobedient, I'm not surrendering completely, it's not that he's sitting there with his thumb and, and finger in my face type thing yelling at me, it's more that he is like just simply asking the question, do you love me? Do you love me? And it's not because Jesus is insecure by no means. He is completely secure in who he is. That's why he calls us out to say, hey, I'm worth dying for. Like, I'm worth laying down your life on the cross for. Like, the question that I need to know, he's asking, is like, do you actually love me? Do you love me? And he actually says in in, uh, John uh, 13, he kind of says this. He says, uh, in John thirteen thirty four. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. And he says over and over again in uh, 14, uh, 15, he even says this. He says, if you love me, obey my commandments. So the question is always there. It's like, do you love me? Do you love me? Because if so, then you will obey my commandments. And one of the commandments that he gives us is to love one another. So the way that we treat one another actually is a reflection of our love for Jesus. And and it's, we have to realize this, and how did Jesus show us his love? He showed us his love by sacrificing himself in our place, dying for one another. And the, and the question is, is, do we love each other to that point? Do we love Jesus to the point of sacrificing ourselves for one another, for the betterment of one another? First John, there, you know, we always go to the love chapter, the 1 Corinthians 13 type thing, and, and that is even situated in the whole talk about spiritual gifts. And the whole motivation of spiritual gifts is love. It's giving towards one another. It's, it's, I'm not going to hold on to the spiritual gift for my own glorification, my own right. It's to benefit each other. But the real love chapter that I always usually go to is actually in 1 John 4. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So this whole thing of love, it comes from God, and that's the whole point of us. We actually are striving for it, and what we're really striving for is God. And we have to be very careful here because our society likes to equate like God is love, love is God, right? And, and, and they make that, and it's like, no, God isn't. Just love is love, right? That's what they say. And, it, and it, they use that as a way to say, hey, if you really love someone, it doesn't matter type thing. Uh, the, the rules go out the window type thing. And that's not the case here. God is God, but he is a loving God. And he says here, he says, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is the thing, is that, do you love me? And sometimes we struggle with that, right? And maybe sometimes that's because we don't really realize all that he did or has done for us. And realizing the state of our where we were before Jesus and what it took for him to actually show us His love. And that's what He's calling us back to, is that the whole way for us to love is actually because if we receive His love. And, we, and maybe this whole striving for and trying to look for love in all these other places, it's really because we need this love that only can come from God. And He's given that to us, but then we don't want to accept it. And, it, and we fight against it because... We're honest with ourselves, and we realize we don't deserve this type of love. We don't deserve the creator of the universe to love us. We don't, we have this uneasiness that's within us. It's like, but God, like, I just, I mean, my thoughts, my, the, the words that I say, the things that I do, like, I'm not worthy of this type of love. And he's right, you're right. You're, you're, but you're also, you are worthy of this love because I love you unconditionally. And that's a love that this world does not understand. Our love a lot of times has strings, right? You do this, this, and this, and then I'll love you. Uh, or, all right, I love you, but if you mess up, then it's a done deal. We're, um, I'm out type thing. And this whole word that God calls us to is this love unconditionally. That there is nothing, uh, that there really is nothing when we look at ourselves that should motivate God to love us besides the fact that He created us. I mean, if you are doubting God's love, just think about that. You only exist here right now because God ordained it, it's not because of your mom and dad, all right? It's because God orchestrated everything. You exist on this earth because God in his sovereignty said, you know what? This world needs you. And he has a plan for you. And yet then sin and mucks it all up, and we kind of just get all drawn away and trying to satisfy this craving in other ways. And God's still waiting for us because He's in, He and He's patient with us. Right? That's how loving he is with us. It's not that the very first time we make a mistake, he just says, all right, well, that didn't work, and, and snuffs us out and moves on. He's constantly is showing us that patience, that love. He's surrounding us with ways, and sometimes we're just so blind to it because we're so focused on ourselves instead of focused on him and realizing what he has done for us. And what he is doing for us. And so we miss all these blessings. We've missed all the majesty of what he shows around us to say, I love you. This is real love. 1 John 4 Not that we loved God, but he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. In Romans 5, is kind of talks about this as well. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for our sins. And he talks about this. He says, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. I mean, that's, that's how unconditional God's love is for us, is that He didn't wait for us to get everything in order. He didn't wait for us to get our, all of our ducks in a row and get everything perfect, memorize all the Scripture, and, and do all this stuff. He didn't wait for that. He came to us when we were at our darkest and worst moments. That's why He came. That's when He came and He died for us at those moments. That's His love that... Is moves him to action. And then, just thinking about how... I mean, the, the just think about where you would be without Jesus. I mean, just the... There's no hope without him. There's no... I mean, you look at the world and it's just it just gets worse and worse and worse. You you think about the torment of inside your soul and heart and then realizing that apart from Jesus, without His intervention, then you're going to be an eternal separation, complete isolation from all people, even from God and His grace that's shown to us every day. It's all going to be gone and all that's going to be left is all the horror and evil and the torment of, and we will suffer that for all eternity. And that's what we deserve. I don't want fair. I'm so tired of that word. I just want things to be fair. No, you don't. If you want things to be fair, then fair is that you go to hell. That's fair. I don't, I, just this whole concept, I just, I can't see why God would leave anybody out of heaven. I can't believe that he lets anybody in. And the only reason that he can do that is because of his unconditional love that he shows to us and that he gives us through Jesus. And then for us to hoard that to ourselves and not display that to others, to, to, it just shows how much we don't maybe understand God's great love for us. I mean, this God's love should completely transform us. It's not his laws, it's not his wrath that that leads us to repentance, it's it's his love. That we recognize that's what makes his love actually so great, is knowing how holy and perfect he really is and what we actually deserve. When you realize this is the holy God, that when we see him, we are falling flat on our faces, we don't want to look at him because we know we are as dead Uh, to rights there's no excuses there's no no talking about uh, uh, getting around it there is no excuse we will be fully aware of our full sinfulness and 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 our darkness within us and then it's in that very moment when we realize it's like just kill me just kill me right now that's what I deserve I don't deserve your love I don't deserve your grace like just I, you're so holy, you're so perfect, I can't even look at you because you're so pure, and I'm not. And when you realize that that's the state that we're in, and then he is standing there, he's like, I, I forgive you, it's all good. I've paid the penalty, I had to, I'm not here to condemn you, I'm here to show you your love for you. And it's that love that just completely overwhelms us that we realize, Oh my goodness! I do not deserve this. This is completely beyond anything. I, I, can't, and he's like, "This is grace. It's undeserved. It's unconditional. And it's that love that then motivates us to live and 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 to pursue Him. We have to rest in that love." It goes on in first. John 4, he says, Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us, and His love is brought to full expression in us. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in His love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God. And God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face Him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for the fear of punishment. But this shows that we have not fully experienced His perfect love. We love each other because He first loved us. Do you have that fear? Is that the fear that you're living in right now? Is that, that I, I just don't know. I don't know what when I see Jesus. I don't know what's going to happen. That's not the love that God wants you to be in right now. He, uh, he calls Himself the Father. I don't want my kids living in complete fear that I don't love them. Right, I want them to know fully, hey, I am loved. And it's, yes, there's things that are going to happen, there's bad things that happen type thing, but at the end of the day, I'm loved. God is love. And if there's that fear right now, God doesn't want you to live that way, and I want you to realize that that's maybe that indication that, hey, I'm not matching up where I need to right now. And what I want you to hear Jesus say is, do you love me? And if you say yes, then he's just like, hey, he's already, you don't need to wonder, does God love you? Right? That right there, the cross, the very reason why we're here is God saying, I love you. This is how much I love you. He didn't wait for us to get to him. He didn't wait for us to get our ducks in a row. He didn't wait for us to to try to figure things out on our own, He knew that we were absolutely, utterly helpless. And so He stepped off His throne, put on our flesh, and then got nailed to the cross because He loves you. It's our sins that put Him on the cross, and it's it's His love for you that kept Him there. You realize that? At any moment, Jesus... It was his life to lay down, and he said this. You know, he said, at any moment, while he was going through all that agony and all that torment and all that pain, he, at any moment, he could have said, enough. Uh, this isn't worth it. And he would have been completely justified and right in that decision. But instead, he kept himself on that cross to the point where he actually died. We've talked about this. He died of an actual, his heart exploded. He died of a broken heart. That's how much he loves us. So why are we trying to find that love in all these empty junk in the world? Why are we trying to find it in all these other places? Because I'm telling you, even that person that you think is just going to satisfy everything, they won't. They're just as much of a sinner as you, and we won't find love that we actually need in our lives apart from Jesus. And the only way that you will find that love and receive that love is if you would finally just submit to Him. That we finally just say, you know what? This is amazing. This is everything that I hope for. This is everything that I need. I don't deserve it. I understand that, but I accept it. And we start living our lives in that light of realizing that we are the apple of God's eye. We start changing everything the way that we think, realizing that I'm loved. I'm loved. I'm loved for who I am right now. And He loves us so much that He's not going to let us to stay this way. He's lo- he loves us so much that He works in us through His Spirit to help us become more like Jesus. But He loves us right here right now and the question is do you love me that's where it's at do you love him do you love Jesus as much as he loves you and he as he, you start pondering and realizing the greatness of his love it completely transforms Everything. It transforms our relationships with one another. It transforms our even our thought life and other things that we do. God's love is the greatest motivation of all. And when we step into realizing that perfect love, that love that is unconditional, that love that has no conditions attached to it, it's this agape love, the love that drives someone to the cross, then all of a sudden it completely transforms. Us, And I know that Satan's saying, yeah, but that's true for everybody but you. Like, you've messed up way too much. That God's love applies to everyone but you. And that is a complete lie. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? It is God's love that helps us to remain immovable in the hard times. And it's in those hard times that we start questioning that. But this book is God's love letter to you. And He it breaks His heart just as much to see us go through some of that affliction, some of that suffering. But at the end of the day, He still loves us. That is unquestionable. And even in our affliction and suffering, he uses that for our betterment, for our good. It's that refining. It's that pruning. He knows. He says, just draw closer to me. In those tough times, it's draw closer to me. It's stripping away all these other things. That's usually a lot of times. It's that suffering is actually moving us and is helping us realize, hey, I was putting my trust in this. I was trying to find my love that I need in this. And God says, I'm not going to share my love with anybody else. And so he strips it away until all we have is him. And then when we realize that, we realize that he is truly all we really, really need. And then as we rest in that, that's what helps us be immovable. So the question really is, is, do you love Jesus? He's proven that he loves you. And he's standing here every day, every moment, just asking, do you love me? Because if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. Father God, your love is just... I'm struggling to even try to describe it. I pray for everyone here and everyone that hears that they would experience it. That they would come to that point of just realizing how... Deprived we really are, yet, even with all that, your love is even greater. May it be your love that transforms us. May it be your love that guides us. And May it be your love that draws us closer to you and becoming more like Jesus. And may we display that love to one another. Forgive us for the times that we don't do that, when we betray you. And We thank you that your love and grace is there to help us in those times as well. In Jesus' name, amen.